Welcome to the Birmingham Children's Trust podcast. Welcome to the Birmingham Children's Trust podcast. I'm Lee Vince, Head of Service for the Therapeutic Emotional Support Service. I'm joined today by Sarah Dauncey, who's one of our family therapists. We're here today at our test therapy suite. Uh, it's on the ground level, so there might be some traffic noise, but also we've got some young people in uh, walking about. So we may hear a, a few sounds here and there, uh, which is great. And today we're going to be talking about mental health. So Sarah, our first question is, um, sort of what does mental health mean to you? Oh, mental health is so big, isn't it? It covers mm. so much. We all have it, um, both positive and negative. And for me, it's something that often changes. So, I, you know, there's no constant to it. People can be up one minute down another. Um, and we all carry things from our past, both good and bad. Some things make us stronger. Some things give us crumble, you know, crumple points. And it's about how we support ourselves, you know, ourselves, each other, to get through, face the day, live. So it's it's so different for everybody. Everybody has their own particular take on what mental health is, what it means for them, what it means for their loved ones. But it feels as though it's about how we connect with people, how we connect with the world, how we perceive what goes on around us. I think also it's how we view ourselves and feel about ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. if we believe that we're confident, we can behave confidently if we believe we're anxious then anxiety can swamp us so thanks for that sarah um you're making me think about um young people that the trust support and what we at tess offer uh, we're a service that offers therapeutic support to young people that are in care those in foster care residential care those that might be placed with family but on an order um, we're also supporting care leavers too um, and also offering support to uh, foster carers and residential workers. I think I really like the fact that Tess is thinking from a systemic point of view and, and holding on to the whole system and working with the whole system, so offering support to, to uh, social workers that are supporting our children, offering them a consultation service and help helpline. Um, to talk through particular difficulties or challenges that they have. And I was just wondering if it would be really good for us to explain a little bit about, about some of the roles within TESS. Could you, could you explain a little bit about being a, uh, a family therapist? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, think, I, th I think with um, children, if they're not living with their families, their families can remain crucially important to them. Mm. And to try and make the best of the relationships possible and try and do some of the healing that's sometimes necessary after children are removed um, is really, really important. So we work with birth families, we work with adoptive parents sometimes, we work with um, foster carers to try and build really strong relationships to 
support young people as they grow and develop towards independence. And also, once young people leave care, who do they have? So again, building those strong relationships to carry on for the rest of their lives, you know, it's something I believe in really strongly. And that's where family therapy comes in, where you will, you know, work to see what can help a family get back on a more positive path again. And you don't work on your own, though, Sarah. You you work as part of a team, is that right? Yeah, it can seem a bit strange when people first meet up with how we work, but we have what's called a reflecting team, which will be a couple of people who will listen to the conversation between um, the family and the lead therapist, as we call it. And then partway through, they'll come in and have a conversation about what they've heard. And for families to hear people really picking up on the crucial bits. And it can be, you know, for example, reflecting on how much love they can hear that a parent or a child is expressing. It can be that the hope that people have for the future. It can be the sorrow for what happened before. Um, And just for families to hear that, sort of said to them can just shift things it can just make that difference it's quite a powerful um, process to go through um, it feels like to have a a carer or birth family in with um, a young person that they're caring for to think through and talk through some of their the unspoken things, some of the unvoiced um, kind of experiences they have with each other. To have that done in a facilitated way can be quite powerful and really rewarding. What I was just thinking about um, what some of the, the, some of the um, sort of feedback that you've had from families and young people that you've worked with. I think... Like the reflecting team will come in for maybe sort of three or five minutes during an hour-long session, and nearly always the feedback from the family will be something about what the reflections that they've heard. So yes, that's why we do it the way we do it. Um, yeah, to see families grow, to see sometimes it can be that children will move back home and we'll support them moving back home. Sometimes it, it's the acceptance that it isn't right for them to be at home, but that the relationship can be better, the relationship can be stronger, um, and that, you know, from the child's point of view, they still really matter to their family, and they're still part of the family. Um, so, yeah, lots of things. And I think thinking systemically in relation to how tests do support the rest of the network we're also offering a consultation service support to, to social workers and, and carers separately outside of those therapeutic um, sessions. Um, and, and they found that really useful in a way of reflecting upon what they're experiencing and how they're thinking about the dynamics of relationships and how they're thinking about what that means to, to care planning and support to families. Um, what consultations do, do you offer? I'm at the moment doing the ones to Families Together Plus who are working with young people who are either on the edge of maybe family breakdown coming into care or 
have been in care for a short period and to be going back home. So the consultations there, often workers will come to us when they're feeling a bit stuck, when they've hit a bit of a difficulty. They'll be a few weeks in and just need unjamming a bit and often what we do is help them think from different people's perspectives so we might get them thinking from the child's perspective we might get them thinking from the adult's perspective we might have a few ideas about how they might be able to approach conversations with families um and again generally people seem to go away re-energized and you know with again ideas with hope with energy to be able to offer that to the family to move forward i was also thinking about the wider uh, test provision as well um, in terms of we're offering uh, play art therapy counseling uh, video interaction guidance uh, dyadic developmental psychotherapy which we often call ddp so there's quite a lot on offer within test um, I was just thinking about um, how young people sometimes find it quite hard to come to test, come to the therapeutic session. And there's some thinking that we should all be doing in terms of helping young people make that brave step. Uh, we offer consultations, as we've said before, and we support foster carers and social workers to help with some of those steps. Um, but it was making me, it was making me think about um, the, the bravery to come into these sessions mm. um, and to think about what isn't easy to think about to process what's difficult to think about emotions think about relationships and what that means for a young person I think I, I think we do that in lots of different ways um, when young people you know, come in for the first time you know the building's very different but there can be toys there can be coloring you know for the art therapy there's paints there's clay a bit limited now with the pandemic sadly but you know, the play therapists have a room with loads of toys that children can engage in and start to build up that trust and relationship with the person the test worker they're coming to see and I think we have lots of fun as well as go through the difficult bits. We use a lot of, you know, um, exploration, lots of different techniques. So it isn't just the, I don't know if people have this sort of old fashioned sense that people come in and just talk and things. It, it's not like that. It's much more, it's much wider. And that's very much to be create the fit between, you know, the social worker and the young person the child depending on how old they are depending on what their interests are it, it's such a broad scale but I think the thing which really gets me about Tess is everybody's really passionate to get it to work for the for the young person we really want you know to help see that young person grow and change and that's what keeps us in the job so and I think what's really important is for us to think about the relationship between the young person um, and their therapist or counsellor and that those early stages of just getting to know each other in a fun, relaxed, informal way is really, really important. Knowing that sometimes there's something underneath and there's something else that needs to come out. But we, we think about that and support young people to, to, to make some steps and to, to be guided through that process and they're not doing it on their own. 
And we often want to think about how the network, how the carers, how social workers are working together to support that young person to get to the therapy sessions and to, to make use of the, the support that's on offer. I was just thinking about um, sort of the pandemic and how difficult that has been. We've seen young people really struggling through the pandemic. Loneliness, fear, worry, loss of friends, not being able to see family has been really, really difficult for some. Um, and and a, a, a real a real sense of not knowing where to turn to and what and, and what to do about those feelings. And although the world's changing, we've had to adjust to that as as well as therapists. How do you think you've had to change as a therapist um, with it through the pandemic? At the beginning, it wasn't that easy. No, I mean we moved online for most of our sessions, which f for some people I think, and both for you know, some of us as workers was easier or harder. For some young people, they could engage really well through the computer by doing it on Teams. Other people just found it really alien. So we've done a mixture. Again, it's about trying to respond to the need. I think we've offered lots of support to carers because they're the ones who are there with the young people 24-7, especially if schools there isn't any schooling and they've got all the homeschooling they had to do as well. So again, it's about what's the need that's out there, how can we best try and react to make a fit. Um, um, and we have then moved again into a, another world where we've had to sort of uh, work out how do we now function in a world that's coming together a little bit more um, social distancing is, is reducing right down but we all still need to keep each other safe but we've managed to find a new way a new way of working where we're doing face-to-face -face sessions at our therapy suite as well as virtual working on Microsoft Teams or Zooms from phone calls has it changed for you again? I think it has, and it can be quite a joy to get back into, you know, a room where you can be with the person. Um, there is something about, yeah, the back to normality in that sense. Um, some people, it still works on teams, especially because we can be reluctant to take children out of school now because they've missed a lot of school. So if they've had a long day at school, they don't want, then want to have to come into town. So we may be back on on screens again. It, we just are changing and developing to fit, you know, as best we can. It's an interesting journey that we're all going on. It's emotional, it's difficult, it's challenging, but being there for each other and being able to support each other is really, really important. We can't do that on our own. Can't, young people cannot do that on their own. They need their carers. They need their social workers. They they need um, a, a selection of people that can help them at various points on their journey. And Tessie's here to support with that. Thank you, Sarah, for joining me today and for uh, doing this podcast. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and thank you for everyone for listening. Thanks for listening to the Birmingham Children's Trust podcast. For more information, visit birminghamchildrenstrust.co.uk.